Steve, I wish you'd stop singing during interviews. This would be getting embarrassing. So, sorry, man. Yeah. When the inspiration comes, you've got to go with it. Yeah, I know, but you know, it's not professional. And it sounds it sounds a bit juvenile. Uh, sorry, man. <laughs> it's hard to believe, I know. <laughs> Come on, pull yourself together. You, you, you can fear the worst, but when you got streets of dreams. Hey, hey look at that. He's on, the man's on fire. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of being on fire, welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I am your host, John Harris. On the right hand side is my right hand man, a Gabriel. Is he doing devil's horns? <laughs> he, he, he sure is. Nice. <laughs> it's the appropriate thing to do when you're listening to Cross City Union. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Cross City Union today, we're going to be chatting about their EP. Uh, called Cross City Union, which was released this year. And right now I'm being joined by Steve and Allie to chat about the EP and to chat about a couple of tracks off the EP, what the boys have been up to during this uh, interesting time. So, boys, Indeed. welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Good evening. John. Nice to speak to you, mate. Yeah, and Gabriel, absolutely. Obviously. And Gabriel. Yippa, Beautiful. Yippa, yippa. All right, and truth be told, you know, I don't, I don't hide anything. Unfortunately, the first time we recorded this interview, it didn't record, which is really embarrassing. Uh, but thankfully, the boys were willing to come back on. So this interview is going to be the best one we've ever done ever because we've had practice. <laughs> we're no really pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right, now thinking of things going wrong and fault lines, let's chat about fault lines, uh, which I believe is the one that has the incredibly sexy, booming uh, girls start dancing around the world baseline. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks, we couldn't possibly comment, but yeah, we'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is this track about? What are the fault lines? Well, the fault lines is basically what we've all got running through us. I think it's fair to say um, it's about all the little insecurities and fears that we all have. Uh, it's about the frailties of life as actually somebody else said recently in a review of the song, which I thought was a nice line. They interpreted it pretty well because, and then in a nutshell, that's pretty much what it's about. The frailties of life. But at the end of the day, <coughs> the Zoys, you know, if you're in a dark place, there's always, um, if you've got good people around you um, in your private life or your friends and mates, whatever, there's always some hope around the corner, basically. That's what Fault Line's about in a nutshell. Okay. Uh, something that comes up actually quite a bit on the show, in more so this year than even last year, uh, is mental health. Does this have a resonance to mental health? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, you know, not, not specifically uh, any... Uh, I mean, from a personal point of view, it's not specifically. It's more generic kind of uh, uh, just a vibe, really, that we all have at the moment. I think because, I mean, this it's actually quite pertinent for what's going on the last few months with uh, the virus and lockdown and everything. But <clears throat> if, funnily enough, it was written about six months ago before this all happened, you know. And weirdly is one of, one of the lines in it is uh, you've been wearing a mask so long it started to stick to your skin, which... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of weird really um so yeah it's all kind of a little bit prophetic actually in a way so but yeah so yeah it's 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 about it definitely edges towards the mental health issues and i think all of us to some degree have 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 had experience of that 
Yeah, I mean, it kind of came across as a bit more, I don't know if I want to use the terms confidence or self-esteem. Yeah. You know, going back to my, uh, I guess I'm dating myself at this point because it's very like late 80s, early 90s, like self-esteem was the buzzword. Um, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) We fit into that category. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is. But I mean, it's a positive song as well, you know, so it's kind of, although, you know, basically in a nutshell, times when times are bleak, there's always uh, there's always um, you know light basically at the end of the tunnel, and it's not and it's not always a train. I think it's also good to recognise that you know everybody has them. You know, we're none of us are perfect, and we've all got our weaknesses. And um, you know, that's the main thing, really. It so it applies to everybody. Absolutely. Well, okay, very cool. Now I'm speculating then that not many people have chatted about this amazing baseline or this bait, well, both the line, speaking of fault lines, there's no fault in that baseline. Uh, but <laughs> I guess for the, for, <laughs> nice. for, for, for the gearheads out there, I mean, even myself, I'm like, I just, I don't know. Bass tone is my thing. Uh, oh, good. It, let's, it, chat. Uh, <laughs> let's chat. So let's chat. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. thinking this is probably one for you, Steve. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mate. <laughs> okay. And, Basically, we used. Um, I'm a big fan of Tech 21 gear, and um, I also use a bit of dark glass stuff as well. But um, I guess about six months ago, maybe even a bit more than that, I got that Doug uh, Pinnock pedal, and it's just got that lovely. It kind of splits that signal where you get that lovely fat bottom end, but you can then sort of dial in as much uh, grit and dirt as you want. Um, on top of that so that's what we used on that and um, we, we, we both knew kind of what we were what we were looking for we wanted something quite sort of commanding and uh, I think we nailed it so well yeah I mean it, you know, the funny thing is I don't think people realize how much uh, of rock and uh, and metal music of the bass are actually hearing I mean how many times have you chatted with a guitar player or even a drummer and they're like man I want it I want that sound and you're like that's the bass guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, um, do you know, I, I mean, I find in the recording process as well, I think the bass is so difficult to just to kind of pin down. You, you're sort of working within these frequencies where you you, do, you don't want to be stepping on the guitar shoes. Um, you're trying to leave enough room over the top of the drums as well. And so that kind of um, that edge of distortion just kind of gives you a bit of bite and you can then just pick out the notes a little bit more. But I mean, you know, guys like Doug Pinnock and Billy Sheehan and you know, all these guys have been doing it for, for years since, since the year dot. And, um, I think people like dark glass and tech 21, they're sort of, um, they're really monopolizing on it now because everybody wants that sound. Dark glass is just sexiness in a box, like a little metal box. <laughs> Do you know it, it, it is? But I, what I found is I, when I'm sort of playing live, I, I've got like a Sansamp driver pedal, and uh, do you know what? It just kicks ass. It really does. It's, um, it's, it's just got this sort of thump to it, which I can't get with the dark glass for some reason. But I mean, having said that, I haven't tried all of their pedals. But um, yeah, I, I'm a big fan of the Tech Twenty One stuff. I've got to say. I think mm-hmm. as well. I think as well. You hear a lot of rock records, and you can barely hear the bass. You know, when there's some really good stuff going on, and I just think it's uh, 
it's a shame, really. I think the bass is uh, the sort of uh, forgotten hero of, of rock music, really. That's my opinion. Bless you, mate. <laughs> no, that's all right. You, you, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I guess it depends. Are we talking about a Metallica record here? Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is true. Um, Are we know, talking about a Yes record? We're all like, I hear the bass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gabriel obviously agrees with that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He sure did. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely a lot of key points there. And it sounds like you guys have done a fair bit of research into the engineering side. Of, uh, of bass tone so that you guys could say this is the sound we want and um, without any fault you guys nailed it well it's, it's well, a funny thing really we didn't it wasn't that overly calculated thing really it's just a case of a lifetime of listening to music and listening to rock music and knowing what we think sounds good and in terms of the mix and stuff and it just so happens that uh, it turned out pretty good so you know it, that's kind of the nuts and bolts of it really I think can you say Steve yeah, we at the end of the day, we sort of we're not tech heads, and no. um, really, all we want to do is write. To be honest with you, but it's a necessary evil, the recording side of it. And I think, that, like Ali's just said, we, you just got to trust your ears, and you got to be able to uh, obviously jump onto YouTube every five minutes and uh, yeah, think, hell, what the hell are we doing here? But um, I think I think the bottom line is you trust your ears and you just keep going until you get closer and closer. Yeah. Uh, and that's really the process. But also, we, we keep things pretty simple. Um, so we kind of set things up in the recording way that we would, say, maybe play live. So it's, it's really trying to keep things as simple as possible. And maybe apart from the harmonies, we get a bit carried away with those sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we, we end up with a lot more harmonies than end up on the actual recordings because we, we always figure that you can, you can record a lot of them, but you can, you can always take them off if there's too many. <laughs> That's a good fun to do. <laughs> Very true. Uh, it sounds like a bit of an addiction. And speaking of addictions... Nice. <laughs> You've got your addiction. I've also got my addiction. Now, is is it is it called my addiction so that when I read it, I immediately think in my own universe what my addictions are? Uh, do you know? I, I mean, it's a bit like the fault lines thing, really, where it, it I think it mean it probably means something different to everybody. But it's it's again, it's about uh, it, it's about possibly looking for in a sort of negative way sometimes you you can be looking for things to go wrong in your life and uh you know relationships and uh just generally how you're sort of moving forward in life and that's the thing sometimes you get hooked on the you know the world's so bad for me you know it's it's you got but you've got to snap out of it and really that that's what the song's about it's just uh it's recognizing you got, at some point you got to recognize that actually you're just accepting everything that's that that's coming your way and uh, and you just got to snap out of it wow i'm trying to think of some weird spiritual loophole for this one like a turn the cheek kind of thing uh, or roll with the punches maybe um, <laughs> but uh, deep topic now the interesting thing is that polar opposite track from from Fault Lines, because Fault Lines comes out, girls are dancing, people are shaking <laughs> it, they're spending money, pints yeah. are flowing. My addiction, all of a sudden, the lights are turned down, the candles are lit, they've been, you know, they're they're like half burnt, three quarter burned down, or no, quarter burned down, so they're, you know, it's yeah. romantic. Yeah, um, flickering. Flickering. 
Um, <laughs> is it is it because it's a bit more of a sensitive topic? Is that how that happened? I, I, I think you're, I think you're probably right. It's um, you know the <clears throat> I mean I'm a sort of believer in that what you, your music is a reflection of the lyrics and they should sort of sit together really. So there is a mood that was created by that. But I think probably, you know, from memory, it was an acoustic riff that started and the lyrics just kind of came, you know, they, they just suddenly arrive. And so it kind of generates itself really. And I think that's the same. If you've got, if you've got a, a track like Fault Lines, there's an energy, <coughs> sorry, there's an energy to it that, um, that drives you in a certain direction lyrically. Well, that's the thing. And I think with, with, I'm sure it's probably the same for most people, but with us particularly, you know, the music generally dictates the mood uh, of the song lyrically. So it just kind of, you know, you, you, when you're writing the lyrics to something, it, it, it generally takes you in either a sort of negative or a positive way or a reflective way. And I think with, with, um, my addiction with Steve, I think it's the, the music dictated the sort of uh, the lyrical aspect of that without a shadow of a doubt. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, even when the song starts, it's got that acoustic guitar and whatever else, whatever other layers you guys have in there. It sounds gorgeous, but I mean, immediately even I'm swept away and I'm starting to think of vocal melodies I can't sing. So, I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know if it's just like a common chord progression, you know, that just kind of makes in, deep into our soul, like archetypes, uh, archetypal chord progressions or whatever, or if it's just, I don't know, you, you guys kind of just flip and nailed it. Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, no, thank you very much indeed. That's very kind of you. No, it's pretty, it's pretty straightforward in terms of chords. There's nothing. I mean, it's basically E, <laughs> E, C, and D. <laughs> that classic, <laughs> classic combo, which has been done a million times. But um, you know, it, it's it, it just works. Sometimes you know, just because it's been done before in in many different ways doesn't mean you shouldn't do it again in a different way. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I think I think also also when you when you've got when you've got a song like that and it might be fairly simple to start with it's it's how it makes you feel so when you're writing it if you kind of get swept along with it then it becomes a song because you know how many times do you sit down with your guitar or your bass or something and you're sitting there and you're just noodling away and most of the time you know things come and go but every now and again there'll be something that you play and you think hold on a second and it and it captivates you, and that's the moment that it starts to become a song. So it doesn't really matter how simple it is, you know, whether it's just two notes or whatever it is. It's there's just a, a little bit of magic that grabs you for a second, and off you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Speaking of magic that grabs you and takes you off for well more than just a second, let's chat about this EP Cross City Union. Now, I guess my big question is. What were you guys looking to put together uh, that created the EP? And, and if I recall correctly, there is like it's like one song short of an album. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. Um, we could have perhaps dragged it out another couple of months and, and maybe done another couple of songs and called it an album. But the time the time was just right, and it was nothing to do with the lockdown. It was just we kind of said to ourselves maybe a year ago. Uh, we had all these songs flying around and we, we, we'd we keep writing new ones and then the other ones wouldn't get finished because we were more excited about the new ones. And it eventually got to the point where we were just getting so frustrated about not getting our music out there that we just said, Look, right, let's stop writing new songs and new riffs and stuff like that. Let's just knuckle down 
let's get six finished and see how we go and if we get six finished then we'll just release it as an ep and pretty much that's what happened and it just so happened yeah it just became it just became so important in the end to us that we just we were desperate for people to hear it because we kind of like uh you know we're we're kind of hanging out in our own little bubble we we don't um there's no big rock club that we sort of hang out you know it's just us that have been playing this music and yeah. we thought we're desperate for other people to hear it. And of course with lockdown happening, you can't go out, you can't play any of it. It's, um, and so this was the point. We just thought we've got to get our material out there and, um, the other ones that just have to wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And we just wanted a collection of songs that represented what we do as well, because, you know, our, our, our stuff and material is it's fairly diverse. Um, you know, we like the sort of slower acoustics style, style stuff. Um, and then, and yet we like the sort of heavier stuff as well. So, and I think pretty much all the six of the songs, they, they sort of cross, cross those sort of genres pretty well. Something you mentioned there was uh, lockdown a few times. And so, you know, that brings up a really good question. Has this situation changed your guys' plan for 2020 or did it help 2020? What was it? What was this year like for you guys? <coughs> well, the weird one, um, we were just in the process of obviously getting this EP released when I think in this country well, and around the world, we, we went into lockdown. And we were just in the process of uh, starting to get together and re- do some videos for a couple of the songs and get together and do acoustic versions and, and video them so we could sort of put that on, all on our social media. And also it's getting start social at, media you know, thing together as yeah. well, wasn't it? Really. Well, it was really because we started from the ground up with social media. Neither of us over the years have been very pr- prolific on Facebook or anything like that. But neither of us has had personal accounts for Facebook. But it, it seems to be something that you kind of need, particularly when you're sort of marketing the band when you're starting out because uh, all the radio stations, you know, they, they use it to... to link everybody and tag everybody so we started from ground zero with all that so that's been a bit of a learning curve but that lockdown's been quite good for that because it's it's meant we've been able to spend a bit more time than perhaps we would have done to sort of get things off the ground that from that from that way hey so so if you're listening head on over to all <laughs> yeah. our social media and give us a like or anything like yeah, that or follow because, or, uh, yeah because yeah, we need it be, frankly yeah exactly yeah yeah Speaking of those fault lines, I rely on you clicking like. So if you could click like, that would be great. Am right. <laughs> and, and I think also, you know, we uh, we're really interested to see what other people think of our music. I mean, it, like I say, we've been cocooned in our little writing bubble, and yeah. um, we've got no outlet at the moment to take anything out live. So it's the only thing we can get back uh people you know speaking to people like yourself and uh when people get in contact through social media is fantastic i mean that's you know this is it's one of the reasons why we've done it because we want to put our music out for people to hear and hopefully enjoy you know that's the absolutely yeah that's the key actually that brings up an interesting side question because something that i get asked a lot is about social media and and i could care less but i mean hearing from a band that really seems to enjoy it and see a use in it i guess that's kind of my question is maybe explain a little bit more which platforms you feel are best at least for you guys maybe not for bands in general but at least for you guys and what you have gotten out of that platform 
Oh, that's a good question. Um, okay, well, good question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the only three we're on, and probably the only three that I don't know are worthwhile. I don't know, arguably, um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Like I say, we've never really used Facebook before, uh, apart from for business reasons. But that's another story. Um, Twitter, I think for us as a is the most enjoyable probably one is Twitter, um, just because the it just seems a pretty good platform. It seems a bit more good natured. I don't know, um, particularly along along with the sort of rock crowd as you like. Um, Instagram's a funny one. It, it's sort of pretty pretty barren there at the moment. I'd say for us, it's kind of a, <laughs> it's just a, it's slow slow build. I think, and and again, weirdly, Facebook is seems to be. A good one for interacting with people um but it, it just seems um quite hard work and time time, time consuming but, and it's all about tags I, I and notifications th- and giving them money <laughs> yeah yeah we've avoided that so far <laughs> what you say, uh, i think instagram is quite good for us um i mean we kind of got a fairly clear idea about what we want to do in terms of um you know, apart from the music, there's a certain style that we want for Cross City Union. And like Ali does a lot of the graphic side of it. And Instagram's great for that because it gives you it gives you a platform to sort of, um, I don't know, give a face to the band. And uh, and so therefore, that's a really good way of sort of sharing that with people. It's so good for getting a brand Instagram out page, you want to, if you want to use the word brand. It. It's, the, it's the brand, yeah, yeah. I, I you, personally think it's the ideal one. word. Yeah, well, it is really. YouTube's one which we want to work on, but at the moment we haven't um, got much in the way of videos, so there's little point. <laughs> Until we start playing live and getting together and hooking up and doing stuff, there's not really much going on in YouTube, but that's obviously one we need to work on, to say the least. Okay. Now, I guess that leads me to my final question is, is that what we should expect, say, for the rest of the year as some, a more YouTube-like presence, say, lyric videos or however you might be able to assemble some kind of a music video? Yeah, well, absolutely. That That is a lyric video, something we've been looking at and started working on but haven't got uh, to a conclusion yet. But, yeah, I think and hopefully we'll be able to get together um, in the next few weeks and actually start performing some of these songs acoustically together um, so we can put them out there. So we can show people that we can, uh, you know, we can do it live, even if it is just the two of us with acoustic guitars. I think I think we might break some of the tracks down as well. And, you know, I might do, um, been thinking about maybe doing a section on the bass on Fault Lines, for instance. And, you know, there's a few solos and stuff that Ali's been doing on, on these tracks, which would be great just to pick apart a little bit. So that's it. Yeah, get amongst the guitar nerds. so all that kind of stuff is is in the pipeline and it's just really sort of developing it i mean like i say we we started this from nothing so we're sort of playing catch up a little bit but it's interesting it's it's interesting when you do a post of any kind of sort on twitter or anything to see what the reaction is and people do favor certain things so obviously we'll be going in those directions i think yeah absolutely Okay, well, boys, that concludes all of my questions. So unless there's anything else that you wanted to chat about that I did not bring up, please do. Otherwise, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast. Hey, you're very yeah, welcome, no, John. I think, I, I, think, um, I think all we want to say is, you know, people like yourself is is fantastic because it's uh, we really appreciate the support. Um, like I say, our number one priority is we want to get the music out there so people can hear it. 
And um, I just really hope that uh, people do enjoy it. And, um, you know, just send us a message or give us a like, whatever. Yeah, and I think it's important to... It's important to say as well that we we take every single comment, uh, you know, we take it seriously and we don't take anything for granted because it means a lot to us because we've been working on this stuff for a, a long time. And even a thumbs up, you know, that means a lot to us. So if anybody's listening and they, they check out our music and they like it, then, then, then do that. It will mean the world to us. Okay, perfect. Go ahead and stop, please, sweetie. 